Welcome to Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. This podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there, apartments. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. This is Money Mondays. Money Mondays. And we're excited to be back online here. Apologize for a little bit late. Yeah. Has technical hiccups. This is actually more complicated of a show, folks, than you actually realize. Especially when your chief show architect is on vacation. Yes, yes. So we're missing Shanna. She is in Iceland right now. She typically puts this on, but Mr. Tarek is stepping in, doing a good job. What are we talking about today, man? We're talking about why real estate investing is beneficial for high-income earners. Oh, oh my gosh. All right, so I'm going to go and talk about some of the obvious things. Maybe they're not so obvious to some of our viewers and our listeners, but, you know, there are certain things, certain benefits. We're getting the thumbs up. Are we now on? No, no, we're good. It's okay. Derek, what was on? You're good. We're good. We're good. Keep going. All right. So we we typically, around this time of the year, Q3, Q4, we have people that have gains, right? And you're going to get gains from selling properties or selling crypto or selling stocks. One of those things, right? You know, um, from our perspective, it's important that, you know, um, people realize that, hey, just because you got gains doesn't mean that you can't have the offset of losses to help kind of smooth those things out, right? And that's one of those things that we've talked about on the show, right? Depreciation, paper losses, cost segregation studies, those are all words to our ears when you have gains, right? And so let's talk about the cost segregation study, right? Again, it takes that what can be depreciated on a commercial asset that typically takes 27 and a half years Typically, we can push that forward to years one through five, right? So you're taking all of these losses, you're combining them into one through five, and so you're going to have some significant losses that you could potentially take. Now, how much of those losses? It depends on a lot of different things. We use Madison Specs for a cost segregation study, so check them out. They can answer all your questions. There's a lot of nuances to it. It's kind of like engineering meets accounting, right? But the point of all that is, is that people are going to come in with, with gains, they're gonna need a loss, right? So typically high earners are gonna have typically some gains, right? Doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to be a high earner to have this problem either, but that's typically where most of these people are coming into, right? And they're looking for deals that are going to produce paper losses, right? So come Q3, come Q4, people are like, hey, I need something to close by the end of the year and I want it to have this much in depreciation, right? 100%, 60%, 80%, whatever it might be, I need this much losses. Right, so for high income earners, that's an important thing, right? So everybody, we're not CPAs, check that out. Ultimately, you need to, you need to talk it over with your CPA about the different nuances to your situation and if you can take those losses. But for people that have a lot of passive income, yeah. right, they can use those losses. Yeah, that's a powerful vehicle, but like Ben said, you gotta get educated, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's just, I'd say that's the, the really big one, yes. but again, I think all of the other principles of real estate still hold, right? You're basically able to go in and get cash flow, yeah. right? You're able to get appreciation over time, right? And you know, ultimately, I think the biggest thing is it's, you know, if you are a high income earner, right, as you build your wealth, you start to shift your mentality from wealth creation to wealth preservation. That's what I, that was, yeah, that was gonna and be the key. And there's not, don't try to steal my idea, Hey, right? whoa, 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 so, you whoa, know, whoa, There's whoa. not a really a better strategy than real estate for wealth preservation, Yes. right? With real estate, 
again, you're parking your money in reals, the real part of real estate. And so it's a chance to basically park your money get returns, right? Build wealth, but again, in a very, very safe environment versus dumping your money into, you name it, crypto, another business, something else. Even stocks, right? Other right? Th- stocks. I mean, there's, you know, we've yeah. seen the volatility in the market the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And so all of that is considered a higher risk investment. And that's why real estate cap rates are lower, right? Because again, you're parking and deploying your money in a very, very safe asset class. There's not more land out there, folks, which yeah. means, you know, buildings, all of that stuff does not necessarily get created more of. And so if you're buying the right deals, the right locations, you are absolutely protecting your wealth. So I'm gonna tell you two things, right? One story, and this is actually true. It was a real investor that we had, very smart guy, had sold his company to a private equity company, had a ton of money. And he's like, hey, let me, let me just, you know, I'm, I'm obviously pitching him the deal. I'm trying to raise some money, right? And he's like, I'm just gonna stop you right there, right? You know, before we get into how do you are you going to have a return on my money? I want to I want to talk about how you're going to return my money, right? So what is he saying there, right? Again, it's all about making sure that they don't lose the money that they've already made. They made it, right? They're the they're the lucky ones. They've made their fortunes. Guess what? Now they don't want to lose that. So they're very risk adverse, right? They might have a bucket of high, you know, risk high reward stuff. But to typically, commercial real estate's not going to necessarily be that bucket, right? Or if they do, they're going to allocate it into stuff that's more stable versus, you know, maybe a little bit more risky like a new development play, right? But point being is when you're making a lot of money and you want to make sure that you're going to retain that money, commercial real estate is one of the best hedges out there, right? Because you can touch it, you can feel it, you know, as Ferris said, they're not making any more land, right? So there's a scarcity and especially depending on what market you're in, there could be a lot of scarcity in that, that, that dirt that it's built on, right? But people like that, right? That it's, that when it comes down to it, if the dang thing burns to the ground, you still have the land that you can bank on, right? And people that are, that have made it, have a lot of money or high income earners, they're looking for wealth preservation, right? So let me take law of large numbers, right? Say you're worth $100 million, right? And you're putting $100 million into the market, right? And you want to make, let's just call it something so nominal that it's ridiculous, right? Four to five percent, right? What's four to five percent of 100 million bucks? It's four or five million dollars, mm-hmm. right? A year, so, you know, I mean, just think of it like that. That's a lot of money. And in, and you can get 4 to 5% in like very, very stable things, right? Into the most swankiest of class A deals in the country <laughs> you can areas, still get. Yeah. And the best areas where you know damn well that unless you just purposely screw it up, you're going to be able to make 4 to 5%, right? You know, and that's how these people think, right? So if you're a high income earner and you want to preserve your wealth, you want to get the tax benefits Commercial real estate, and, and I would just say, you know, real estate in general doesn't necessarily have to be commercial real estate. Commercial has some some other benefits too. You need to be thinking about that, right? You need to diversify into that. And if you're only banking on stocks and, you know, maybe some bonds and some other stuff that, you know, you're missing out on all of these benefits and the reason why we love here at Disrupt Equity, why we love real estate. So those are my two main things, man. Am I missing a third? No, and, you know, and I think again, you know, so we talked about basically Parking and protecting your wealth. Yep. We talked about saving on your taxes. Yep. And the one that we kind of talked about but didn't really dig into, right, is really creating new wealth, right? Meaning, yeah. you know, you're getting cash flow. You're getting appreciation. All of that stuff is also, you know, the thing. So there's kind of a, it's really a three-pronged battle, right? Paying less taxes, you know, protecting your money, yep. and then creating, in addition to the first two, creating new money. Yeah. So that's really what it boils down to, folks, right? All things that, again... 
you know, for those of you that are high income earners, all things that are great to have, right? All things you want to consider because again, it's easier to protect your money than take, you know, to basically go out there and double down and try to basically, you know, crush it and go get a hundred X and lose it. So no, yeah. Right. I mean, it's obviously with that high reward, you're going to get high. There's a fair amount of risk there, right? It's like crypto, right? And we saw a lot of crypto millionaires and then we were talking to somebody last week that lost millions in crypto, you know, um, you know, but he made millions too. So it's, it's just, but most people that have made it again are looking for that wealth preservation piece. I'd say the other thing that more affluent people typically are going to do, and this is another tax strategy is 1031s right, or DSTs, or some variation of that. We heard about 1033s, you know, look those up. I thought that was a very interesting play. I didn't know that those existed. 1033 is a, essentially a 1031 on a business that you sell, right? You know, so if you're looking to sell your business and you're gonna have a gain from that, look at 1033s maybe. Look at Delaware Statutory Trusts, right, DSTs, or 1031s, right? You know, if you, again, you've made it, you've got these great pieces of property, Maybe you're, you're selling for one reason or the other, but you don't want to have that tax gain, or maybe you just want to continue to perpetually hold on to these things and then will it to your children down the road. Look into 1031s. That's huge, right? And again, I don't think that's necessarily, uh, it has to be for high income earners only, but that's one of the reasons why higher income earners continue to make high income is because they know all of these strategies too, right? So look into 1031s, Look into Delaware Statutory Trust and look into 1033s. I think those are very, very important things. So we told you three things today, right? Wealth preservation, cost segregation and depreciation and, and, and helping offset any gains, right? Ultimately making money from the commercial real estate. And then ultimately there's additional tax strategies once you have real estate that the more affluent people and the more sophisticated investors leverage like 1031s. So do you have a strategy? on how you're benefiting from you know, commercial real estate if you're a high income earner or if you're not a high income earner. If you do, go ahead and ask a question, leave a comment. Like yeah. I said, we will answer these live right here, right now. Um, going through, you know, our buddy Trevor says, it's been a while since I have joined. Glad to hear, gl sorry, glad to be here to hear your nuggets of wisdom. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, I know we, we took got, a couple weeks We got plenty of nuggets. Took Some a couple of us weeks have off. more nuggets than others, you know. Uh, just, you know, I try, I try, I try. You know, yeah, we took a couple weeks off, but we're going to try to get back on the ground. One week off, right? Or was it more? Well, no, I know we took Labor Day off, and then I think... Oh, I guess you're right. Labor Day was a holiday. We had technical so. glitches last week, you know, but... We're anyway, back. We're back. We're here. You know, so if you do have any questions, let us know. It doesn't necessarily have to be about this topic. And I want to I want to ask people, hey, if you'd like us to talk about something, a specific topic, drop those in the comments, email us. You know, we love talking about stuff. We love having creative ideas for the show. Right, we want it to be interactive. We want you guys to get the benefit of this, right? We talk about a lot of different things. And so this was just a, a topic that had come in from somebody and so we wanted to go over it. But we want you to come up with our next topic, right? Yep. So, any other questions or did everybody, everybody understand these Anyone strategies? Anyone has comments, questions, please go ahead and ask them. We will answer them here live on Money Mondays. Otherwise, let's keep going. Oh my gosh, everybody knows how to benefit. Where are we gonna be in two months? We're going to be in Atlanta. We're going to be Atlanta for yeah. a multifamily investor network conference. So. Boom. So, mfinvestornetwork.com. This is our conference that we put on two to three times a year. Next one's going to be in Atlanta, November 12th, folks. We love Atlanta. We own in Atlanta. We've owned in Atlanta. And it's just a cool city anyway. Right, you know, November is typically a good time of the year to be in Atlanta. But check that out. Put in coupon code DISRUPT to get your $100 off. We barely make any money on this because Shannon just wants to give all the tickets away for free. But 
We're going to have a lot of great speakers, a lot of great panels, you know, a lot of great breakouts, and then ultimately what it's all about, right? It's baked into the name, network, networking. We're there to develop these relationships, right? Because it's very much a relationship game in this, in this industry, folks. So come there with your business cards, get ready to get out of your comfort zone, learn a few things, and ultimately maybe meet your next partner, maybe your next investor, who knows? Maybe yeah, find a next know. deal. It's a team sport. That's where I'm at. Sport. You know, you meet all sorts of people. Many people we've partnered with, done business with, all about there. So definitely get out there Absolutely. and check it out. It should be a good time. All right. So what are we talking about next week? How to build a strong reputation within the multifamily oh. industry. It's not about who you know or what you know. It's about who knows you. Touche. I You're like welcome. that. Ben's like going to steal that in about two weeks. I'm going to steal that, but I'm, I, I feel like I, you I'm, stole I'm that not going to get credited. Else. You stole from somebody no, else. No, I made that up right here, you right did now, not on the spot. <laughs> so, anyway, regardless, folks, that sounds like a fun one to be. If you're raising money, you have strong reputation, right? You know, if you're getting into this business, people need to like, know, and trust you. That's who they're going to give their hard-earned retirement money to. So check it out. We'll give some of our tips next week, how to build a strong reputation within the multifamily industry. 3.30-ish, Central Standard, Money Mondays, every week with your hosts, Ben and Ferris from Disrupt Equity. Sounds good. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equity's Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit disruptequity.com slash invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.